Hi, I'm Chris Humphreys, and I'd like to welcome you to this special Palace Radio podcast. Before the Eagles' home game with Stoke City on a cold Saturday afternoon in mid-December, Palace Radio celebrated all things Crystal Palace ladies. Three of the Palace ladies' first-team squad were kind enough to join us live on the airwaves. They told us how their careers as women's footballers have really grown in the last couple of years and about their recent FA Cup exploits. It was Palace ladies' captain Katie Morris who told Ian Hart about their FA Cup first-round tie against the MK Dons the previous Sunday. We knew it would be a tough game. They came to us earlier on in the season and beat us quite comfortably. Um, but all the girls were really psyched up for it and we just went out there. We forgot about last week and we just went out and played our football. So we quite comfortably eased ourselves into the game and just found our style of football and it was it was a good it was a, it was a very good first half but we were definitely on top and what you were on top throughout the first half um pros and cons i think they they had a few close chances which went wide um we had a few chances which went over the bar um so there was definitely potential from both teams to be scoring Right. But I'd say we played a lot better in the first half than we did right. back so, earlier on in the season. So it's nil-nil at this point. Now, I've got a big crowd of people in the studio here, here who are going to cheer if Crystal Palace score and boo if MK Dons score. What happened next? <laughs> so we, Palace got a free kick um, outside the area, which was um, chipped in by our centre midfielder. And then there was a bit of a scurry in the box and MK scored an own goal. So Palace went one of them. That wasn't a loud cheer than that, guys. Yeah. Come on. Own goal. <laughs> okay, own so, goal, I love them. Yeah, I, I hope the crowd at Bromley were a bit a bit more impressive than I've got here. I'll, I'll try and whip them up into something more than that in the second half. So so did that take you into half half time one nil up? Yep, we were one nil up at half time. Excellent. Okay, what 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 did your boss say to you at half time when you went back to speak to you? Um, in the changing rooms, we were 1-0 up. He just told us to lift up the tempo, keep going, keep playing football, and that obviously the next goal was the most important, and that if we scored the next goal, then they wouldn't be able to come back from it. Right, so, so you're hoping to get the next goal. How, how did the second half develop? Uh, second half started off very similar to the first half. Um, MK Dons had a bit of a breakthrough and nearly equalised, but mm. within about 10 minutes... Um, we played a through ball to our winger who slotted the ball home. So it was 2 0. Come on! 2 0! Yeah. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you could have heard that as far as, uh, well, almost as far as Silas Park. So, so you're two, who, you said our winger. Who is our winger? Let's give the person um, some credit. She's called Abby. She joined us a couple of weeks, two weeks ago. So it's, she's only just joined us. So it's probably her second, third game. Brilliant. So you're now two up against the league leaders. Do you change your tactics? Do you become a bit more cautious? No, we keep going. We play exactly as we do, trying to trying to score more goals and just trying to keep a clean sheet. Um, yeah. So we just carried on. There was no like getting players behind the ball and just defending for half an hour. Um, we carried on playing. But you're you're the captain and you're you're a central defender, aren't you? From memory. Yes, yeah. I am. Well, uh, you, don't you sort of feel inherently you ought to be calling people back to cover you, or you're quite happy with them continuing to look for a third? 
um, I'm more than happy for us to look for a third. Um, if we sit back, we're just inviting pressure onto us. So actually, it's better for us just to push up, keep a high line, and play in their half. Right, excellent. So, how did the rest of the match go? The rest of the match went through um, very much like the first half. There were no more goals, but um, the football was good. We carried on playing. We had a little bit of quality with scoring the second goal and. Yeah, we managed to keep a clean sheet. So, so, so we won. Good. We beat the league leaders two 0 Yes, we won. Fantastic! I think we're going to get a very big, loud round of, of cheering for that. So a two 0 victory against the league leaders, and I believe you got Ipswich in the next round. Yeah, we've got Ipswich at home on the eleventh of January. Eleventh of January, right? Uh, so that's at Bromley. Have you got any home games before then? Um, no, we've not. We're away. We're away in the league the week before to Enfield. So that's our next home game. Right. Okay. So everyone, take a note out there. Eleventh of January at Bromley at one p.m. for the next round of uh, Palace Ladies in the FA Cup. And we wish you all the best of luck. And very possibly, maybe nice for you to come back and report another win for us. Thank you very much. That was Crystal Palace ladies captain Katie Morris telling Ian Hart about her side's win over the MK Dons in the FA Cup. Midfielders Steph Mann and Jay Davenport both played in the Lady Eagles victory over the MK Dons and they gave me their thoughts on making it into the second round. It was a great result after the disappointing defeat that we had against Luton the week before. We lost 3-0. So we went out and fight and then we, we won 2-0. How fired up do you get by playing in the FA Cup? Is it, is it a bit more? Does it matter a bit more than playing in the league, Steph? Um, it definitely does because we've got to represent the club, and obviously, the further we get, the more money and funding we get from the um, the league. And it's just great to get a good team like Palace, a reputation getting higher and higher every year. And obviously, we're aiming for Super League in a couple of years' time. So, the more further we get in the FA Cup, the better we do in the future. And that's the clear aim, is it? You want um, to get into the Super pretty League? Pretty much, yeah. We're trying to get the funding, obviously. Um, more the more years go on, the more funding we should hopefully get, and it will help us out a little bit. So, how inspired have you been by the introduction of the Super League? Is that is that is that what's driving you on? Um, I think a lot of the girls, yeah, we're getting a lot more interest in players. So there's a lot more new players coming down. So we've got a couple of girls from West Ham. You know, it's just nice to have that reputation where girls want to say, look, I want to go to Palace. It's a very very good club, very well run, very well funded, and it's nice to be an icon. And recently, of course, we've seen um, the England women's game at Wembley a couple of weeks ago while we were playing here against Liverpool and uh, you guys were playing as well at the same time, weren't you? 45,000 people turning up to watch an England women's match, including our own Danielle here in the studio. How inspiring is that to see a women's international match played under the arch? Um, I think it's amazing to show how how much women's football's come on in leaps and bounds in the last few years. If you give that about five years ago... You would have never predicted that happening. And it's a shame, like the Palace girls, we probably would have gone down. But unfortunately, like you say, we were playing, so we couldn't have gone. But it was a, looked like a cracking atmosphere. Do you think that's, um, do you think that's this, just the start of something bigger? Or do you worry that, that that's happened and it'll be kind of back to before? Or do you think women's football now um, is on like a, a never-ending rise? I think, obviously, it was taking a couple of, bit of time, a couple more games, hopefully. But um, it's a start, isn't it? It's, we're getting somewhere, you know, the more... The more things like this happen, the more men and women will look at football and think, wow, you know, they're just as good as the men. They play, personally, I think women play very differently to men. And mm. it's just nice for a lot of men to comment and say what they see. Like I see a comment on, on the internet the other day about um, 
a guy saying how women play football wrong because they they don't dive, they don't cheat, and it just shows how women actually technically yes, yeah. play the game. In terms of your um, the whole setup of how you train as well as play the game, how does your training regime work? Do you, do you train once a week, twice a week, and how do you prepare for a game on a match day? So well, we train once a week on Wednesday. It's two hours long. Uh, it's ten to uh, eight till ten. And then we have a meeting afterwards, a little team talk after the training session to put us through what we what we like need to happen on Sunday. So it tells us um, how they want us to play and how he like gives us motivation to go out and play mm. on Sundays. And a lot of um, a lot of stuff we do in the games, um, Dean, our coach, will always spot things we need to improve on and we're working in training. Mm. So um, this couple of weeks we've been working on position, like quick play, triangles, stuff like that, just to take it into the game on Sunday and learn. And has that approach changed in the last couple of years or is that something you've always set up for? It's changed in the last couple of years because you want to get higher up. Right. So now we specifically focus on one thing and then building it so we can progress. Is that, that, I know, is that how you've changed as a club specifically here at Palace or is that a women's football-wide thing with the introduction of the Super League? I think a lot more of it's Palace because, like I said earlier, we've got a threat of loads of new girls coming in hmm. to the team and we've obviously got to fight for our places and play harder and play better. So by training in that manner, it gives us the opportunity to obviously look better on Sunday and perform as a team and earn your place and earn your shirt, basically. And when you're in the team... We talked a lot on the show already this morning about the men's team and the problems of having a goal-scoring striker, which the men's team doesn't really have at the moment. When you've got Rochelle Shakes up front scoring 12 in 13 this season, does that just give you so much confidence that you know, you're going to get the ball to her, she's probably going to score? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it gives a lot of Her and Mary, yeah. they're our secret weapons. A lot of people and other teams are scared of them. As soon as they start running, they're scared. And do you think that's what, uh, to just turn to the men's team very briefly, do you think that's the one missing link they've got from your perspective as yeah. footballers? That's the one thing that's missing yeah. or do you think there's something else? Um, I just think we need a striker. Just people that can connect with the midfield to link up to play to the top, top two and obviously score. But I think that's what we lacked in Glenn Murray, had in Glenn Murray and now we're lacking it. Because Glenn Murray held the ball up, he knew how to play the football and then shoot, have a, have a shot. I think everyone's now just scared to have a shot. Do you also get inspired watching people like Yannick Balassi and those tricks? Is that, is, that, is that a missing aspect of women's football or is that growing as well, that kind of amazing trickery? Well, we don't really have that in our team, really, do we? We don't really have people that do them tricks. We've got a couple. We but, had them. Um, yeah, Yannick Balassi definitely inspires me. Yeah, definitely. I love, I love, I love watching him play football. I love it. We were saying earlier on, none of us can work out how he did that last Saturday. <laughs> I don't even think he knows. No, I, I saw his thing on Instagram and he posted yes, yeah, how yeah. he'd done that. Yeah, I think he's showing you, he definitely yeah. knows how he's done yeah. it three times now. It's, it's quite, quite astonishing. I need him to teach me. <laughs> now, in the FA Cup draw, you've been drawn at home to Ipswich, who are also in your division uh, in January down at uh, Hayes Lane in Bromley. Um, are you confident of going on another run? Well, we are quite confident because we've played them twice already this season and we mm. beat them both times. Good. So hopefully we'll get the result, but we can't be too confident, obviously, because we might not get it, but I'm sure we will. Because you made it to the fourth round last year. How, how did that change you as a squad going so far in the FA Cup? It brought us a lot stronger. Like, we, the team bonded a lot more better because like, we all got closer. I mean, we knew we had to fight for it, so it brought us together. Like, we communicated a lot more between each other. So, yeah, it's happening again as well. So, yeah, it's good. And uh, who have you got tomorrow? Well, our game's been cancelled tomorrow. Oh, no. Yeah, so the first team are going to play for the reserves. Right. And we're away at Brighton. So. Oh! <laughs> and it's at the Within Stadium, so it's the old men's stadium, so hopefully it'll be good atmosphere there. Yeah. 
I think none of us really need to say in here, do we? That um, so you know we will win. We know we've got to do. Don't let us down. Do not let us down. We'll keep you updated. Uh, People can go. I think. I suppose if people were down on the south coast, can they go and watch it with Dean? Yeah. 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 I think it's probably the same as Bromley. Probably like three pound entry. But we're lucky because we've got the HF, and they are tremendous to the girls. They do so much hard work for us. They fund us. They support us. Mm. It's nice to have a group of men coming to watch and, and they make it every atmosphere. game even the away games they always it, there yeah. they ha- take our hats off to them now even even the liverpool game oh, sorry even the game that clashed with our game here against liverpool we had we had a couple had a few we? Yeah, yeah no we do we, we, we have the two regulars and then the best thing is they bring some people down and then some people bring other people down it's like word of mouth basically and they have been tremendous to us they funded us like i say they've supported us all the way and they've done great like, things like for a us. few weeks ago there was a big sunday we had mm. at bromley and about 500 people was there Wow. So we're getting the word around. Yeah. So no Does it really feel like it's a one big community club you're a part of? It's not. Yeah. There's not a Crystal Palace men's team and a Crystal Definitely. Palace ladies team. There is one Crystal Palace. Well, a few years ago, it did feel like that. Mm. But now together, now like we've been like with the HF, they brought us in. It feels like we're together now. That was Palace ladies midfielders Steph Mann and Jade Davenport celebrating just how far Crystal Palace ladies have come in the last couple of years. Thanks for listening to this special Palace Radio podcast. Of course, you can join Palace Radio for every match day at Selhurst Park. We'll have all the build-up, your live match commentary and your calls at the full-time whistle.